0: Welcome to the St. Anne Roman Catholic Podcast, coming to you from Gilbert, Arizona. We pray that God will bless your time as you listen. This is exactly what you requested of the Lord your God at Oreb on the day of the assembly when you said let us not again hear the voice of the lord our god nor see this great fire any more lest we die i've always been somewhat flummoxed by this reaction of the hebrews you don't want to hear the lord's voice the Lord that just delivered you from slavery in Egypt. The Lord that split the Red Sea and allowed you to walk across on dry land. The Lord that crushed the armies of the pharaohs. The Lord that invited you to come up the mountain and sit down and eat with him. You don't want to hear his voice? Well, we, we know why. Why? because they were unfaithful to the commandments. They were unfaithful to the preparation to hold themselves pure in order to ascend the mountain. And for that reason, they send Moses in their stead. We also know what they do later. They entice Aaron to make a golden calf, and they They worship him with frivolity and participate in an orgy at the foot of the mountain. For this reason, many of them were slain and they lost the rights of the priesthood that they had gained. And so the Levites become their priests and they have need of a prophet in order for the Lord to speak in their midst. What we have in the gospel is the coming of that final prophet. Um, But even, even the demon gets it wrong. Oh, I know who you are, the Holy One of God. If he knew who Jesus was, He would have hid and not dared to speak a word. Jesus doesn't receive his identity from the speaking of a demon. And he doesn't tell him to be quiet so hush up, no one else will know. But so that you don't think of him as just another prophet in the long lines of prophets. He is the son of God. God made man. Hmm. I think there's there's a couple things I want to say on on both of these conditions. Sometimes we do not want to hear the voice of God. Our society certainly doesn't. And tries to find ways around the, the plain reading of Scripture. And so you replace a God of power and truth and you diminish all of his requirements and you just keep the stuff that makes you feel good that already easily fits into your life but you don't want to hear the difficult word. How can we hear the voice of God today? Okay, where there's uh, two main things that you need. The first, you need the church. That's not an optional piece of of following Christ. Why is that? Jesus says of his apostles, to to his apostles, in uh, Luke chapter 10, verse 16. He who hears you, hears me. He who rejects you, rejects me. And he who rejects me, rejects the one who sent me. Jesus can speak in his own authority because he is God in the flesh. He doesn't have to check in with any other authority to make decisions about what he speaks. The apostles and their successors the church are enabled only to speak that word which Jesus spoke. They have no other authority. And so we need the church in order to be able to hear Jesus. Uh, Secondly, you need the sacred scriptures and the apostolic tradition Um, there are many probably well intentioned who because of religious experiences of sorts start to think that every emotion that they have must come from God every idea that they come up with must come from God every experience in prayer that they have must be of God, you have to have something to compare it to. The human heart is deceitful above all things. So just you yourself can deceive your own self. But also the enemy can mimic many sorts of things. Never forget that the sorcerers of Pharaoh did miracles. There's countless cases of purported mystics who upon closer inspection are seen to be those that are in league with the evil one. They fool countless sorts of people. Jesus even gives us a warning for the end times. In the end times when all these things start happening, someone will say, there he is, here I am. And he says, do not follow them. How will we know the difference when the false prophet, when the Antichrist does miracles before our very eyes? The teaching of the church, the inspired word of the Holy Scriptures and the apostolic tradition. It gives us something to compare it to. And so, when I um, acknowledge my, my feelings, my desires, my thoughts, my experiences in prayer, I always measure them by that deposit of faith once for all handed to the saints. And it keeps me from my own natural self-deception and from the deception of the enemy. Okay. Mm. But you can hear the voice of the Lord in your heart when you pray. And here's where we have kind of another problem, especially amongst Catholics. If I tell you to go pray, uh, you'll open up some novena or the prayer of some great saint or the rosary or any of the other devotions and you will recite from memory these very wonderful and beautiful prayers and they are good for us. I'm not casting them to side. But that's actually the lowest form of prayer that we know as Catholics. All right? It's the beginnings of prayer. The next form of prayer is meditation. That's in, in my mind and in my heart, um, thinking upon the things that the Lord God has done for me, thinking upon all his works that I find in the sacred scriptures, dwelling upon the meaning of salvation and the person of Christ. That is higher than the mere recitation of my prayer. There's another problem in prayer. This one I think is more uh, fundamental. What would you think of someone who claimed to be your friend, but only came to speak to you when things went wrong and needed something from you? Now, you can't do that. No matter how you've messed it up, how long you've been away, God is always there for your return. But on your side, the friendship will not be a very intimate one. What if that friend uh, only spoke to you in formulaic sayings, memorized, and never shared with you the realities of their life, The desires of their heart. How good of a friend is that? Now, God knows the depths of your heart better than you do. But if you want to experience the intimacy of friendship with him, you actually have to speak to him from your heart. Heart speaks to heart. It's in this, in the sharing of our lives and the speaking out to the Lord, our joys and our sorrows, our triumphs and our defeats, that we grow closer to him in a very intimate and personal way. Another thing that goes to this fundamental idea of prayer. Imagine someone who never let you get a word in that whenever you were in their presence, they, they just constantly spoke to you word after word after word. That's called a monologue. Prayer is a dialogue. There's, there's two parties speaking. And so to enter deeply into prayer, you must practice silence. You have to stop talking every now and again and allow the Lord to speak. Now, this is um, this is learned over time. Uh, there's sometimes when I sit down to pray and I wait for the Lord to speak, and I feel like He's not talking to me. And it could be that I'm not listening. Right? Um, Elijah finds the Lord, not in the earthquake. Not in the the thunder, but in the still soft whispering of the wind. He recognizes the voice of the Lord. And this is difficult for us because we are plugged in all the time. Our phones, a television going on in the other room and no one's even watching it. Constant music on the radio. We fill our hearts and our minds With nothing but empty distractions of this world. And so we don't know how to be quiet. And without that quietness, it's almost impossible to hear the voice of the Lord. Okay. We were not given a spirit of fear to say like the hebrews do not let me hear the voice of the lord we were given a spirit of grace and peace and love that we might recognize his voice when he speaks and this is in a way the 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 deepest secret of what we do here on sunday The liturgy is above all the work of Christ. That's the Catholic faith. He does all the doing. Father Keith's rather an unimportant part of it. And we are invited to gather here for the worship of his Father by the power of the Holy Spirit, and we listen in, as it were, to the deepest prayer of the heart of Jesus. And so every single one of us have heard his most secret words to his father. If we don't pray, we shall certainly be lost. That's what St. Alfonso Seguri says. But we must understand that we cannot think of merely our private prayer as being the heights of prayer. It's a necessary part. I want you to have that relationship. But this what we do here with the proclamation of the scriptures, the offering of the body, blood, soul, and divinity of Jesus is the highest prayer that you and I will know this side of heaven. So all the things that the scriptures have spoken to us today allow us to recognize in Him not just the Holy One of God but God himself who speaks to us. Amen. Thank you for listening to the St. Anne Roman Catholic Podcast. For additional podcasts and media, visit us on the web at www.stnanne.org a z dot org. again that's w st a n dot s t a n n e a z dot same Ann, pray for